0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, a cooling-off period for BYU and Utah basketball. The Utes and Cougars in the national spotlight, hoping to avoid serious injury.
1: ESPN's Jeff Goodman joins us to discuss, plus what everyone is saying about it nationally and how it affects BYU hoops moving forward.
0: Plus, new BYU football assistant head coach Ed Lamb makes his Studio B debut to discuss his dream come true. You know what? There's no cooling down for the next hour.
2: Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
0: and Jerem Jordan. Oh, we are doing it live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, January 7th, wherever and however you are dialed in. It is fabulous to have you here with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who never shies away, from a good old fashioned Donnie Brooke, Jerem Jordan. You
1: know I don't. Okay, I've had this on the set. I didn't know what to do with it for a while. So we went up to the University of Utah and they had nice little, you know, printed little uh, little cards for everybody. I think it's appropriate to bring this out now. It says the University of Utah welcomes Jerem Jordan BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I I think that I today I can like wear this. You know, I'll just I'll just put it right here. Your or name something. tag? Yeah. I I just appreciate the University of Utah being so welcoming. That's the only welcome that I've really felt um, (laughs) recently. Or anybody from BYU. We're going to have Nick Emery sign that, by the way. Yes, I will. In an act (laughs) of (laughs) non-sportsmanship. I'll probably put it up. Yeah. You you know what? I think that Larry Krzykowiak thinks my mustache is great. That's, That's what I think. What? What was that? Heck no. Oh, man. I I don't know if I've been more excited to do a show ever. The rivalry fire
0: has been (laughs) stoked. Uh, Thank you, Utah Basketball and head coach Larry Kostovic. Heck no. How
1: how about this? I saw at Gliminate 11. He's got a picture of him in a football helmet. Got to start preparing myself for all the physicalness from BYU Basketball. (laughs) So he put it on Twitter at the That's show. He's just ready to go. A morsel He's
0: ready to go of what's going to happen. The social <laughs> media meltdown has been unbelievably entertaining. This month has been amazing. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. If somehow you missed it, Utah <laughs> men's basketball coach Larry Kostoviak informed BYU head coach Dave Rose yesterday, the Utes will not play the 2016 contracted basketball game in the Marriott Center. Oh. Much more on that in a moment.
1: In other Less relevant news. BYU basketball plays a game tonight, 11 Eastern, against Santa Clara on ESPNU and BYU Radio. It's BYU's second home game in the last, count them, 25 days.
0: It's game day, and that's like item number 17 on today's agenda. Oh, my goodness. Women's basketball also playing at Santa Clara at 9 Eastern tonight. You can watch it on the W.TV.
1: Listen to it on BYU Radio. And then Jimmer Fredette scored 24 points at 7 assists, 5 boards, 3 steals, and the Westchester Knicks 105-103. Lost to the Texas Legends yesterday. You know what? It's time.
0: Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU-Utah and an $80,000 cooling off period. Yesterday, the Utes and Cougars rivalry added an epic chapter, and it had nothing to do with an actual athletic contest. It hardly ever does. Let's recap. Starting with this official statement from University of Utah Athletics and Ute's basketball head coach Larry Kristoviec. I quote: The events that have occurred in our recent games with BYU led me to ask Dr. Hill several weeks ago if we could take a cooling off period and put the rivalry on hold. The level of emotions has escalated to the point where this where there is the potential for serious injury. Chris said he would support me in cancelling next year's scheduled game against BYU, end quote. What do you think about that, Dave Rose? I was, I was very surprised. Shocked, actually. I mean, I've been, I've been doing this for 32 years, and we've had hundreds of agreements on games, and uh, this is the first time that I've had one not fully executed.
1: What do you think about this, Jerem Jordan? Okay, there's no good reason not to play the game, right? I, there's no, you can't tell me anything and I go, oh, okay, I get it. I came around to the idea in football of BYU and Utah not playing. I, hey, we're replacing you uh, with Michigan. and then, Okay. I we get have
0: it. nine hard games in the Pac-12. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I get all that. Hoops, there's a bunch more games. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's wasted breath and insulting to claim that the safety of student-athletes is the reason. It really is. Xavier and Cincinnati had an all-out brawl on the basketball court and played the next year. They didn't cancel. They played it neutral. That wasn't even an option, apparently, in this situation. And it's frustrating because since 1909, BYU and Utah have played in basketball. And only one time have they not played. That was 44. Do you know why? World War II. So World War II and Larry Chris Koviak are the only reasons that <laughs> BYU and Utah will have not played in basketball. That's pretty powerful stuff. <laughs>
0: Uh, wrap your head around that. We want you to join the conversation, my friends, and play #hashtag this with us.
1: Yeah, create your own hashtag. This is our Twitter question today. Create your own hashtag describing Utah's decision to cancel the hoops rivalry game next year. And I should mention that BYU does not have a future game uh, after that. So as of now, BYU and Utah not playing in the future. At Schaefer SW, use the hashtag BYUSN. #hashtag The real Coach K would play. Oh snap. Wow. Can we K, just end coming. that,
0: by the way? Coach K? There is one Coach Who K. Who started that? It's
1: Mike Shashevsky at Duke. I don't care if Utah fans call their coach, they can call their coach whatever they want. Who, no one, Coach K? Coach, just because you can't pronounce it? Chris Koviak.
0: Yeah, well, Coach Chris Kowiak is going to pay, I can tell you that much, at least BYU gets 80,000 bucks, but still, it's insulting. We'll have more on the money factor and the void it creates for the Cougar schedule coming up. Let's get back to Dave Rose's comments in what was an... Oh, man. It was a loaded media availability session yesterday for BYU basketball. I want you to listen carefully as he is giving this soundbite to what he whispers under his breath. I think that...
3: I think that... uh, If the game was scheduled to be played in the Huntsman Center next year,
0: the series would still be alive. Okay, one more time. Under his breath. Listen closely.
1: I gotta be careful. I gotta be careful. I gotta be careful. And and that press conference, and we're going to play a bunch more sound bites here, but that uh, media availability press conference was uh, the most uh, riled up I think I've ever heard Dave Rose here about anything
0: he was understandably upset. And so my hashtag Jerem is hashtag gotta be careful. Okay. Because this is a really sticky situation. (laughs) (laughs) Then Dave Rose goes on to add this. And this, this goes along with what Jerem was just saying. He, he did not exactly filter it down that much yesterday about the decision process on the Utah side.
3: I don't respect the decision. I think
0: that, you know, you're raised to, you know, at least I have been raised that your word is your bond. And that we made an agreement. What is grounds? What is grounds to cancel this game? A world war. Okay,
1: I get it. And guess what? World War One didn't cancel the game. They still played it. Only World it. War Two. So this apparently is World War Three. Who knew? Well, I mean, really, what is grounds to cancel this game? There's no grounds. There's no understanding. That's why this has been wild. And it's this isn't just a local deal. This has become a national story with just about every big voice in the game weighing in. Isn't that interesting? It has launched a wildfire
0: of opinion, not only at BYU and in Provo and in Salt Lake City, but on the national landscape of major college basketball. Tom Holmo, the athletic director, had this to say this morning. He tweeted out, canceling the BYU Utah basketball series is, in all caps, ridiculous. He later deleted the tweet.
1: That when when you have to delete a tweet, the tweet is great. The tweet is great. What do you <laughs> think, Larry Kriskoviak? Is it oh, ridiculous?
0: No. Okay, he says heck no. The following tweets from prominent college basketball voices: Stuart Mandel at SL Mandel.
1: Pair him up in the NCAA tourney or NIT. He was a huge proponent of the bowl game, so of course he wants to see see BYU men's basketball play again. Your thoughts, Coach Koskoviak? Heck no. (laughs) (laughs) That's from like 2013 when he was on the show. At Seth Davis
0: Hoops, big part of CBS Sports Coverage. He says... Quote, huge turnover committed by Larry Kruskoviak in canceling the Utah BYU series. Cincy Xavier continued after a brawl. Hope he reconsiders. Is there any chance that after all of this, he says, okay, maybe we should actually play the game?
1: I don't know how much hubris uh, an individual has. I have no idea. Bill Walton was quoted as saying the cancellation is, uh, he is shocked, stunned, disappointed, and embarrassed.
0: Bill Walton. And I can smell colors. Yes. I love him so much. At Coach Jeff Judkins, I've been on both sides of the rivalry. Played at Utah, was a star. Now coaching at BYU for the women's hoops team. I love that game. It's an absolute shame that they won't be playing disappointed for both fan bases. Keith Van
1: Horn on the Utah side. Huh? (laughs) I repeat, huh? Marshall Henderson said, what? Yeah, I don't see... A lot of people defending Utah's side of this. What credible voice? What credible voice is like, yeah, this was a good decision by Utah? The only reaction from some Utah fans is, well, hey, yeah, physically, it's been too much recently. Come on, there's been way more. Get out of here. Stop it. Have there been cheap shots and from both sides? Yes. That is the nature of a rivalry. At Jeff Eisenberg of
0: Yahoo Sports. Moreover, Utah's decision is a total overreaction. Was Nick Emery wrong? Absolutely. Is it worth halting the rivalry over? Not even
1: close. He continued, even if this truly was Larry Kay's intent, it's a miscalculation a one-year hiatus will only fuel the mutual anger. Truth.
0: He also says, don't care the rationale or who's responsible, Utah and BYU not playing one another in basketball is flat-out idiotic. Tell us how you really feel, Jeff Eisenberg.
1: If I'm Eric Mika and I'm in Rome... Right now, I'm pretty annoyed, and I find out about this. And on, on BOA TV, we're showing some of the best uh, physical moments from the past several years in this, and, if, and it goes both ways to a degree. Have some guys flopped on both sides? Yes, it happens. What, one we didn't throw into the mix was Chris Miles and Andrew Bogut, right? I believe Miles kicked Bogut. It, it happens. It happens. There have been cheap shots. It, it happens. But there's no reason not to do this. In fact, the Utah... The Utah uh, governor, Governor Herbert, Herbert, tweeted this this morning. We must hold ourselves to the highest standards of sportsmanship and excellence. I expect that from both teams. Play the game. Play the game.
0: At Spencer J. Cox, another government official. Lieutenant this, governor. Yes, this is dumb. Seriously, Utes. You're better than that. Hashtag 1909.
1: He's not a BYU guy. I think he's a Utah State guy. It it doesn't matter. He said, I don't even think I can name three guys on BYU's roster. I just like the rivalry. I'm
0: I'm telling you, there are so many national voices in on this. At Tom underscore Hart, play-by-play guy for ESPN. Boo on Utah. Boo on West Virginia. Boo on every school that cancels series with their rivals. College basketball can't afford such pettiness.
1: And a little later, we'll tell you what the actual impact on, say, next year's schedule is on the program, financially, what it means uh, for BYU. But ultimately, at the end of the day... BYU and Utah have met for a long time, and for a long time they played two games a year, so they've met a ton of times. Which brings us to the series record stat of the day. Ooh. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day 129, 128. 129, 128. In that is BYU. The series history in favor of Brigham. Championship! <laughs> the BYU Utah championship <laughs> goes to BYU. <laughs> And look at Chris Koviak thinks my mustache is amazing. Our conversation
0: is happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag this create your own hashtag describing Utah's decision to cancel the Hoops rivalry game next year. Let's go to your tweets. It's Twitter time. At 801 Salt Lake. Hashtag World War II and K. <laughs> <laughs>
1: At O2 Colo, hashtag Running Away Utes. Yeah, the Running Utes has been uh, it's taken on a new meaning, <laughs> hasn't it?
0: At <laughs> BYU Jazzman, hashtag Ute Gate.
1: Yeah, a gate on anything, right? <laughs> 80, There's more to this. Hashtag eighty eighty K has There's become a thing. Like like fans are the nickname for Larry Chris Kovac. Coach eighty K. Eighty K. Coach eighty K. At Justin Thornton, hashtag Freshman Guards scare me. Okay, isn't, I'm, it, isn't yes. it interesting that BYU's kind of loading up on a bunch of these 4 stars coming off missions and out of high school and whatnot and then the game's canceled. Weird, right? In uh, convenient timing. I'm telling you right now,
0: the logic that I am buying into is coach Kristolviac doesn't want to come to Provo next year, flat out, and he should just say that. I don't want to play that game in Provo next year because I am afraid of the vitriol that's going he to didn't. exist. He doesn't want to come down here after what happened with Nick Emery. Why not just say that? Exactly. Why, say why, it.
1: Why give us some uh this, this illogical serious injury cons- sh- come on. To me, I have an outs- uh, I have a problem with this. An outsider is ruining our thing, our being the BYU-Utah community. This guy's not a, a BYU or Utah guy. He's become the Utah coach, but he was known for physical play and throwing elbows and getting ejected. Like, you that knew was- BYU fans were going to find that stuff. And I have no problem with the, play- the way that he played the game. I have no problem Zero with that. Zero issue. Boxing out, occasional scuffles, that kind of thing. You know who some of the best players are? The ones who are very physical who will step on your throat. Well, I have no problem with how Larry Krzkoviak played as a player. He played against Bill
0: Beer for crying out loud.
1: Lamebeer-esque for those, yeah, exactly. And he played in the NBA, Larry Krzkoviak, that is, played in the NBA. So th- this is just disappointing in so many ways because you're ruining a great thing. Was it getting emotional? Is BYU and Utah a little hotter now? because sure. Because Utah's joined the Pac-12 and there's some jealousy on BYU's side and Utah's Beaten BYU several times in basketball and football in a row. Yes, that's not a reason to not play, though. Win
0: streaks are not grounds to cancel a series. I had another. Otherwise, of Utah BYU fans and say, Utah wouldn't
1: have played football in the eighties. Hey,
0: hey, look, you've had your opportunities to beat Utah five <laughs> in a row on football, three in a row in basketball. Is that yeah, how they like, sound? Yeah, that's how they sound. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, you, you had your opportunities. Really? Does does Army care that they've lost how many times in a row to Navy? Twelve. Can you imagine? Like well, Navy's like well, it's not a competitive game anymore. So yeah, we
1: don't. You've had your opportunities. We don't want to play it. I love that they sound like that. I I can't I can't imagine any any rivalry. Uh, Oregon, Oregon State, Texas, Oklahoma, Auburn, Alabama, Duke, North Carolina, Miami, Florida State. Name it. Where they go? You know what? It's getting a little too hot. Well, and
0: even out of conference, like if Texas and Texas A and M basketball were like well.
1: It's, they uh, they, it's they a little, it's canceled a too crazy. They canceled football series for other reasons. Also, isn't football a little more dangerous than basketball? Why would we continue to play in football if the the student athlete's health was the number one priority? Obviously, it's not. We launch ourselves at each other with some pads on. It's dangerous by nature. It's part of the deal. Like stuff happens. In sports, okay, it's part of the risk. So there's that we could It's wasted breath to discuss the reasoning behind the cancellation. It's just straight, flat-out, grade A dumb.
0: (laughs) It's baloney. At I raise my flag. Hashtag fast for Utah's safety.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) You can't use safety first in this. That's so cheap. Up next. We're going to take a timeout. We're
0: going to cool off for a bit on basketball. Yeah, cool, okay, cool, cool okay, let's period. calm down. Everyone just calm down. And discuss down. BYU football with new assistant head football coach <laughs> Ed Lamb.
1: Just this calm BYU down. Hey, hey, calm.
0: BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter, and it is free-flowing. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag #BYUSA.
1: I know there are other things on the mind, but if you have time, tonight 11 Eastern, BYU is playing a basketball game. Santa Clara, ESPNU, BYU ready.
0: Yeah, it's a game day. <laughs> BYU has a game. And our Twitter topic today is we want you to play hashtag this. Hashtag describing Utah's decision to cancel the Hoops rivalry game next year. At Reed underscore Crosby says, We need to have a single hashtag for all tweets related to this. I say, hashtag play the game.
1: That's a a good idea. Um, Getting one, yeah. It's going to be too varied. There are too many. Yeah, there are too many. There's so many. Just follow the BYU column.
0: (laughs) If you want hilarity, then you will follow (laughs) the BYU column. Joining us now as we take a cooling off period from basketball. No injuries over the next 15 minutes. Is the new assistant head football coach at BYU Ed Lamb? Coach, welcome to Studio B.
3: Thank you, pleasure to be here.
0: I never thought my first question to you would be this, but uh, we've got to ask: What do you think of the cancellation of the men's basketball game between BYU and Utah? <laughs> you
3: know, I I don't know a whole lot about it. I I, I know there was uh, maybe an altercation on the court, and that's just kind of ballooned into Utah canceling it. And well, I, as being a member of a team, you know, I I think we all. Make mistakes at times. We don't want our whole team judged by the mistakes that we make. So I think uh, it, kind of a short-sighted uh, decision there, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'm certain that there are quite a bit of personal fouls and mistakes made by every team over a, over a period of a number of years. So yeah, I hope uh, I hope time time will kind of cool off some of these emotions.
1: Yeah, uh, game two is against Utah, and that will be the first kind of BYU Utah experience. Um, when you played, what was it like for you playing Utah, and how do you maybe translate that into making sure you're ready to play that game for the guys in the fall?
3: Sure. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, the intensity of, of the moment is it builds all year and all week. And um, I grew up in California, so I didn't have as many friends on the opposing side as some of my teammates did, but I think that makes it a more special rivalry. It's like a, you know, the the uh, some of the most intense fights and games I've been in have been with my brothers, you know? So, um, and I think that's how a rivalry game ought to be full respect throughout the year for both sides. And then in the case of a football game, it's four hours of all out war.
0: Maybe it hasn't set in yet. Maybe it has, but, uh, if not, when, when will this whole reality of I'm a coach at BYU take effect for you?
3: Yeah, it's been kind of daily. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been, really amazing, surreal, you know no question about it I, I'm not sure that I'm quite there yet maybe maybe the first game or or the first practice, or maybe it'll be a series of steps toward a realization that that this is really going on, and I'm back here now in a, in a different role and it's one that so far I've enjoyed
1: very much. What was that first day like when you when you got into the office and you, you... Started to kind of settle in and thought, wow, I'm I'm here. What was an aha moment, maybe?
3: Yeah, there was no settling. That's the that's the first <laughs> thing. It's like we didn't have. I think it was the third day when Kalani said, uh, well, hey, there's a bunch of offices up and down this uh, hallway here. You guys pick one. And,
2: and it was like, okay, well now
3: I got a place to sit. And you know, we we're just it it was just kind of a whirlwind and all of the all of the minutia of things going on. Outside of the job, I mean, obviously we're trying to get through the roster. We're trying to figure out recruiting. Those are the two main priorities. But at the same time, you know, it's it's getting e- new email addresses set up, and then there's the move uh, with what we call the home team, the, the the family back home, and so we've got to work out the logistics in that way. And, and I'm carrying two cell phones for the first time, and so there's <laughs> there's just a lot of things that are, it's it, it we're working through them right now. You mentioned that your pass
0: card works, however, to get into buildings, right? Yes. Well,
3: yeah. in my and my fingerprint which was big you know because that, of course we didn't have that kind of technology when I was here as a player or as a graduate assistant and so you know you, you need to see the fingerprint pad but I got my fingerprints done and it didn't work for several days and so <laughs> you know, I'm going around knocking on doors and bothering
1: people and
0: Can you let me in the building yeah please? <laughs> it works now. Who is it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> when you when you look at the task ahead Ty Detmer was on the show yesterday and he said it's not football right now it's logistics yeah. you know Um, How how many of those logistics do you have to kind of get through before you can do the football part it's all about rostering and and that's uh, you know
3: that's kalani's background and that's something I was really pleased the first few times we talked he you know a lot of his message was like hey I need you guys speaking to the assistants that that had been hired at that time I need you guys to handle a lot of this other stuff I want to continue to make recruiting a high priority for myself and, and obviously for the whole staff we're only as good as we can recruit but we don't know who we can recruit until we can really get through the roster so day one was pulling up all of the video we could and watching the current roster and evaluating where those guys were at and then of course we had to evaluate them academically and and socially and, and determine their longevity on the roster and then and then build from there.
0: We asked uh I believe it was Elisa Tuyaki. Yeah, Eliza Tuyaki, who the biggest personality was thus far that he had met since he'd been a coach at BYU. And he said, Jamal Williams. Who would you say is the biggest personality you've come across since you've been here?
3: Yeah, oh, I haven't met a bunch individually, but I would agree with that. Jamal, he, he walked in the office, he acted like he'd known me forever, he complimented my shirt. And, you know, I, I look at some of these, a lot of the young guys nowadays, and I think, man if I could go back that's how I would do it to have that type of confidence and personality you know I would have I would have been afraid to really approach a coach in a in a personable way at that age especially upon first meeting him and so that was the first day and then the second day I saw him he comes up and again gives me a big hug and he just I'm excited to work with not only him but you know all the guys
1: on the team. Right now is an interesting period. I believe it's one more week until January 14th, a, a dead period. You're limited to, what, one phone call, no in-person visits, no text, something like that? That's right. How, yeah. do, you, how do you recruit effectively, especially yeah. when you're new, yeah. in a dead period?
3: Yeah. Oh, well, um, a, a few technological developments over the last few years have really helped. We can, we can instant message now through uh, Facebook or Twitter, things like that. That's helped a ton because in the old days, you would, you would call somebody And that after that one call per week, there was really not an effective way to get in touch with them again. And Mm -hmm. and there's a lot going on. We need NCAA ID numbers. We need updated transcripts. We need to just talk to them and find out if, if they're still interested in us or let them know whether or not we're still interested in them. And so we had to work we had to work through coaches, and now with with being able to direct message, it's it's really slick. How did work get done without social media back in the day? Yeah, I yeah, wonder I, sometimes. Well, there, there was more time because the social media also, you know, they have greater access to <laughs> us, too. And so, we, you know, we have, however, whatever the number is that we're recruiting, and then quadruple that in terms of the number that are trying to recruit us.
0: Ed Lamb, BYU assistant football coach with us on BYU Sports Nation, making his Studio B debut. What's the process like getting guys that you are just meeting now that are already in the program that have scholarships to buy into the direction you want to go now?
3: You know, it's, it's going to be, it, that's a continual recruiting process. Recruiting the current roster is a big part of what we do. And it's so early in that process. I, in fact, you know, I, I still think the position group that I'm going to directly work with is, is a little bit up in the air. We want to put the rest of the staff together. And so position control is something that, you know, Kalani and, and Elisa and, and, and I and, I and, have talked a lot about. That's kind of our background. And so it's, it's the position coach taking that unit that he works with and making sure that every part of their life is on point. And those parts where they're meeting challenges that we're there for them. And, and so I'm anxious to get that position group so I can make my list of guys and start checking out who they are and get to know them.
1: Ed, describe to us the process of picking up someone else's recruiting class and then just deciding... Yes, we want these guys, and then maybe these guys we don't. What sure. Do you, how, how do you do that?
3: Yeah. Well, uh, number one, it's the evaluation, and and of course um, the the previous staff, you know, they were, they were worked hard and were diligent, and they, they had a bunch of great players, and most the vast majority we're continuing to recruit as hard as we can. But if we pull up the the video of the high school or or talk to the high school coach and find that it's not a good fit, then the right thing to do is to reach out to that player and say. You know here's here's our evaluation right or wrong and i usually throw in the caveat most most years i'm wrong on a few of my evaluations and and the only thing you have to do is look back at at a signing day party and get a sense for for the recruits that the coaches are most excited about four or five years later that's not always the top guy on the team right <laughs> and and so clearly you know we're it's not an exact science and we're wrong and i'm willing to admit that but For the player, for that young recruit, it's important for him to know, do we think he fits in the system? And so we we feel like it's our obligation if we don't feel that way, like he's a good fit, then, then we need to let him know. You've been a college football head
0: coach and had great success at Southern Utah this last year. Now you transition up to Provo to help a guy that's now in his first year as head coach. So what advice are you giving or will you continue to give to Kalani in terms of running a program?
3: I really want to let him him run the program with his vision. The, the learning curve for a head coach is not as steep, I think, as, as some people might predict. Um, I'm glad to have the opportunity to be there as a sounding board. There aren't too many uh, broad decisions that he makes in the staff room without saying, "What, what do you think, Ed?" Or at least, um, you know, how does that how does that sound? And I, and I appreciate the opportunity to be a sounding board. Very rarely is, is the difference of opinion worth saying, oh, well, here's what I think. You know, it's a, He's got a good vision. He knows where he wants to go. Um, we're, our visions are congruent most of the time. And, and so I just I enjoy the role that I'm in right now.
1: That's the first word the word congruent has been used on that program. <laughs> That's the first time ever. That was, that was great. <laughs> Playing Southern Utah this next year, is that going to be fun, awkward, other...
3: It's it's going to be a process for me to work out my emotions on that. Um, I'll certainly uh, remain committed to those guys and cheering for their success and, and the staff and the players. I mean, I just I know all of them so intimately. Um, I, I think I'm going to have to work for my approach mentally leading up to that game. I don't know what it what it will be right now. I, I'm I'm sure that at that time it's going to feel like you know fighting a brother and you got to win in the moment. But uh, before and after the game will be a little tough. What does
0: your office look like right now?
3: Uh, it, it's, it, if somebody walked in, they wouldn't think it was mine. <laughs> uh, they're, they're still the, the, the name on the door is a different name, and uh, there's, some, there's some hats and things and, with, and some gear with initials that aren't mine. So I haven't personalized it in any way, and it's kind of my last priority. I, do, I did bring my BYU degree, and so at the point where I start meeting with the players, of course I want them to see that you know, that's something that I'm proud of and something that uh, they need to aspire to get to.
1: How do you give Ty a hard time? I haven't. Because t- he's I, the king of Provo. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't
3: tried that at all yet. Uh, you know, I, um, I've got some. Th- I got some things ready to go. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was kind of lagging behind the other day. This is the first time I just tried it out. He was lagging behind. We're, we're going to lunch, and he was about. He was about. I don't know, ten, fifteen yards behind. And I was he, was. he was carrying a backpack. I said, "You don't have to carry the Heisman everywhere." But I mean, <laughs> just leave that back in the office. Right? <laughs> That's good. That's a good. Yeah.
0: yeah, it is a great recruiting tool, if he so chooses to take it with yeah, him on yeah. recruiting trips. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Ed Lamb with us <laughs> on BYU Sports Nation. Really
0: we would like you to uh, give us your John Hancock on our stretch Y flag right back there before you leave. It's been great to have you, you mean, Coach.
3: Glad to do it, and thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. You mean Herbie. His honey. Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock. <laughs> yeah. Wait a
0: minute. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we talk more about... The fallout from the cooling-off period between BYU and Utah basketball. How much money are the Cougars getting? Is it really worth it? And what kind of a void does this really leave for BYU scheduling moving forward?
1: Calm down, Spencer. Welcome
0: back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter. Of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Hey, Friday night, Loyola is going to come to the Smithfield House, ranked number three in the country, BYU number one. Season opener for the Cougars, 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It will be great to be back in the Smithfield House.
0: We've had a very entertaining conversation thus far, featuring a welcoming message from the University of Utah for one Jeremy Jordan of
1: BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, I, I didn't think I needed it for the interview with Ed Lamb, so I'll put it back on.
0: Yeah, we also took a cooling off period from this basketball topic to talk things over with BYU. New assistant football coach Ed Lamb. You can download the podcast on iTunes. I
1: uh, blacked out the password for the Wi-Fi too. I didn't want to give away Utah's media Wi-Fi. You know, I, I thought that was a nice gesture of sportsmanship. That was very considerate. I, I of think you. that Wi-Fi safety really is the priority here. I, <laughs> I think that we need to consider all things.
0: Hashtag troll with a capital T. So
1: <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think that safety is important. <laughs> Let's you, you know what my favorite play in football is? It's safety. With two points. There you go.
0: Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. I don't know if anybody has missed it. If you have, listen up. What happened? Utah men's basketball coach Larry Kraskoviak informed Dave Rose yesterday the Utes are opting out of the 2016 contracted game in the Marriott Center for an $80,000 penalty. We will have more on the void that that creates in BYU's schedule in just a moment.
1: Another unrelated news. The men's team has a game tonight, I guess. Uh, They're still going to play that. 11 p.m. Eastern Time, ESPNU, BYU Radio. It's the second home game in the last 25 days. Shootaround's going to happen uh, here in a little bit for uh, both teams.
0: Wait, is that unrelated news?
1: irrelevant compared to the other <laughs> you're right it's pretty related <laughs> it's pretty it's a it's a brother you're right women's basketball right.
0: plays at Santa Clara good team on the road in the Bay Area nine Eastern tonight on the w.tv listen to it on BYU radio you know it's
1: going to be fun the signs in the rock tonight Oh, they the should signs be in the rock tonight are fire. gonna be straight lit. Straight fire tonight. They're gonna be lit like my mustache. Jimmer Fredette scored 24. Said no one ever. 24 points and seven assists, five boards, three steals in the Westchester Knicks 105 103 loss to the Tejas Legends. That's a big deal
0: because they're playing the games in California in front. This is this is the D- NBA D League showcase where scouts are going to try and you know figure out some more of these D League stars. So
1: ten day contracts. Who are knows? Available.
0: Yeah, ten day contracts are certainly available. Now, we revisit BYU in Utah after the fallout yesterday. Coach Kristoviak saying, you know what? I'm not going to play the game. Uh, we're worried about the injury concerns for our team, and we'll pay the fine. Okay,
1: the fine's
0: $80,000. So $80,000 later, technically, they don't owe BYU a game. Dave Rose talked about the financial terms of this deal. To me, it seems like a really significant amount of money. Uh, maybe to them, it doesn't seem that big a deal. But the money can't replace the game. There's no way. No no amount of money can place. Well, maybe some amount. <laughs> yeah, like $20 million. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that that would replace it. But he's right. I'll take $2 million. There's a bigger issue here, Jerem, and that is the void that it leaves in BYU's schedule. This is a quality, non-conference opponent in the Marriott Center in Provo. This helps your RPI. You have a good shot to win this game because BYU plays well on their home floor, And now they're left scrambling to try and find somebody to come in and play that will help them the way that they need them to in the
1: RPI race. Who wants to play BYU at home? They're typically uh, 85% win percentage or whatever, 90% at home. So it's tough to get a home game for BYU. Next year, BYU is going to have Colorado, Utah. Hey, Utah's
0: (laughs) rival's coming, right? Utah's rival's coming to Provo? (laughs) Colorado? They're on their
1: way to play that right now. So that's (laughs) tough from a a scheduling standpoint where you get a good opponent in there. Utah basketball right now is a good program. They're going to make the NCAA tournament, I think, again this year. They were, what, a five seed last year? They're a good or a four, they're a good team. So that's a bummer. Eighty thousand bucks is meaningless. Like eighty thousand? That's not a ton when you look at college athletics. In fact, I'm surprised that that number is so low on that. It probably because they had a relationship of trust where they didn't think that even mattered, and now it all of a sudden matters.
0: And what happens to the future of this game? There are no contracted games not a man. in the future. Now
1: it can Larry Chris Koviak play a game against BYU and Provo? Can, After this? After this? I don't know if he can, right? Because he's going to get lit up. I think
0: the best hope for BYU and Utah continuing the basketball series is for Kraskoviak to get a job somewhere else. Seriously.
1: For the sake of the series.
0: Yes. ESPN's Jeff Goodman, huge national voice, joins the program next. What does he think about the void this creates for BYU? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live from Studio B. If you ever miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV, 6 p.m. Eastern. Check it out.
1: Tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern time. Get a nap, watch BYU host Santa Clara tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern time from the Marriott Center. BYU and Santa Clara on ESPNU. BYU ready? For, uh, second home game last 25 days for Brigham Young.
0: While we're on the topic of ESPN and college basketball, let's welcome in insider and college basketball analyst from ESPN, Jeff Goodman. Jeff, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation.
2: Hey guys, good to be back. And uh, maybe not under these circumstances, but uh, good to be back
0: regardless. Holy cow, what a wildfire this has created on social media. What was your reaction to the news? That Utah canceled the 2016 game at BYU.
2: I was puzzled at first, you know, when I when I got the email, I was like, "What is going on? What? Why?" Uh, I mean, I kind of understood why. I thought I understood why right away, but still, like, why would you do this? Why do you why do you end a, a rivalry like this? And I thought at the time I read it to mean the rivalry it's over, and and I think it may be. Although in the the wording of the release, it sounds like well they're they're still going to revisit it uh, in a year or two, but uh, this could be one again where now these two programs don't play for a while, you know, as was the case with like Georgetown, Maryland, and that just that's not what the sport needs right now, and, and it's not what college basketball is a hard enough time competing um, early on in the season because of football. And now you make it even more difficult, I think, when you take away rivalries like this.
1: How in the world, Jeff, could Larry Chris Koviak schedule this game in the future and play in Provo? I, I, I don't see how he schedules a game in the future now with this because you, you want to talk about uh, backlash? Backlash. That would be wild, right?
2: Yeah, I don't think he cares that much about backlash. Like, this is a guy who's played in the NBA, and I really like Larry. Okay, so let, let me make that clear. I like both Larry and David. Hold on. They're very different personalities, Uh, but I I think the world of both guys and what they've done with their programs and just uh, the type of people they are. I don't – you know, Larry's a former NBA guy. I don't don't think he really gives a uh, (laughs) you-know-what what people think of him in Provo. So I think he'd have no problem in a couple years if they made amends. The coaches sat down and talked, and Larry said, hey, you know what? Yeah, I made a mistake. I want to try to make this right, and I want to try to come back, and we'll come back to Provo uh, the first year and, and kind of owe you what we uh, what we didn't fulfill. You know, I, I don't. I, I could see him doing it. It, it. You know, it's just I don't know what I don't know what else is there beyond the punch from memory to Brandon Taylor. I, I don't know what else, what what other residual things came into play. In making this decision, I can't imagine it was simply one punch. I, I know it wasn't, but I don't know all the other things.
0: So it's safe to say you're not exactly buying the reasoning for Utah cancelling this game, at least in the official release.
2: Again, not, not, with, not with this one incident. No, I, it just it doesn't add up to me. I think there's got to be something else there. Uh, I think... And other people try to tweet me and say, "Well, it's because P.Y. is going to be much better next year. They bring back, uh, you know, they bring back Eric. They bring back, you know, they they bring in a couple other guys. They are going to be better." Uh, and Pirtle's gone from Utah after this year for sure. But I don't, I don't think that's it either for 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 Larry making this decision. I don't know what else is, but it's just static it came to this. And uh, I defend Larry quite a bit. I don't know if I can defend him on this one. Even though i on your airwaves, uh, I would say that anywhere. I just don't, I don't understand this one.
1: Yeah, and sure, we would want your opinion either way, looking at all sides of this. Now, now BYU fans are disappointed because, one, they just enjoy the rivalry, but, two, yeah. that was a good home game for BYU, a place where it's tough to get a lot of good teams to come and play. What, what's the ripple effect, do you think, on the program and BYU's ability to schedule well and at home?
2: I mean, the good thing is I think BYU's got enough respect national respect that they can still schedule but but it is harder to get people to come in at home they might have to do two for ones which some programs are willing to do some aren't some think they're above two for ones. you know where you have to go to somebody else's place twice to get them to your place just once uh, they might have to go that route but you're right i mean it, it was it was a great game because you know and utah has won the last three so This was a series that I think was fairly even in a sense of you didn't know which program was going to be where in five years. You know, five years from now, you could tell me right now that BYU was going to be a top twenty-five team, and I wouldn't say wow, I'm shocked. Or you could tell me that that Utah was going to be back in the top twenty-five, and I wouldn't be shocked. So that's where I don't understand it. I I think both programs are on the uptick. They're both, you know, I know BYU isn't doing. They're not doing this year what I thought they do, to be honest. I thought they'd be a little bit better, but they're still darn good. And they've got good players coming in next year. Uh, And Utah, I don't think it will take a huge hit, even though they're going to lose Turtle.
0: ESPN's Jeff Goodman, college basketball insider and analyst on BYU Sports Nation. We've heard the proposition of, okay, well, if you need to cool off, do what Xavier and Cincinnati did and go to a neutral site. Is that the way to keep both schools happy in a situation like this, Jeff?
2: No, I hate that. I hate that personally. I I, I love – I go to so many games, and to me, playing in, 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 in the home arenas uh, on campus, even if it's off campus, but your home arena, it just brings so much more to the table. You know, I look forward to that. The, the, the games I see early on in the season and maybe some of the exempt tournaments or the doubleheaders, they're good, but it's just not the same. It's going into a hostile environment. You know where the fans are screaming either for you or against you. That's what college sports is all about to me. That's why part of the reason why it's got the passion, the intensity that the NBA will never have.
0: Jeff, great stuff. We appreciate your time. Know you're a busy man, and uh, hopefully the next time we talk, we are meeting under different pretenses.
2: (laughs) Well, listen, I appreciate you guys having me on as always, and uh, uh, good luck. Hopefully, hopefully BYU will uh, will pick it up here again. They've done pretty well, but. Um, not not quite to the low I, I put Collinsworth, we did do a, a mid-season award top 25. He just made it. He was my 25th guy.
0: He appreciates the love. I can guarantee you that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All Jeff, right. Take
2: care. Great guys. to
0: talk to you, man. Thanks. You too. All right. Jeff yeah, Goodman of ESPN. I <laughs> mean,
1: there's an interview with one of the voices in college basketball, right? One of the major right? voices. But, like, everybody is... Is reacting the same way, which is I don't get it. Seth I Davis, it.
0: Stuart Mandel, Jeff Goodman, Jeff Eisenberg of Yahoo Sports. Like, all of them. All of them. Your homeboy, Bill Walton. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to impersonate. I'm, I'm trying to think of the right thing to say. <laughs> Shocked! I've already fulfilled my impersonations today with the Utah fan. Let's, w- hey, man, we look, we beat him. We beat him. Oh you had your opportunities, bro.
1: <laughs> of course, there's a bro in there. He's also going to invite you to do summer sales. I later.
0: loved the uh, unfiltered response from Jeff Goodman about the neutral site situation. Now, Hates see, I, I thought he would say, Yeah, okay, do it. No, he's like, I hate that. I want them to play at the home venue. So here's what
1: happened Dave Rose and Larry Chris got on the phone, and Dave Rose didn't even, according to Dave Rose, he didn't even have the chance to discuss. Any other opportunity? Anything? Dave Rose, in his defense, did want a home game back. So,
0: and why would he not?
1: Just Dave Rose wanted, as we played earlier, wanted uh, Utah to fulfill the contract and then let's see. Okay, so so you know what that is from Dave Rose. That's a okay. Let's not make a rash decision. Let's just play next year's game and then we can reevaluate from there. And that to me, that's smart. It's like okay, let's let's think about it. Utah. Why did Utah? right after that game, makes such a rash decision. Why didn't they wait until a little later, even a couple months? That wouldn't be a disservice to already schedule, per se, although it is whenever it happens. But why couldn't they think about it? You're in the middle of the season, and you've made your decision like that? Wow. I love that he said,
0: look, I love Coach Kraskoviak and what he's done with the Utah program, but I just can't defend him with that he, reasoning.
1: He, he did not say uh, – he said he respects what they – what he's done. Respects. Respects. Is the but he does not respect that decision. Yep.
0: How, again, is there any credible voice across the country that has come out and said, I agree with Utah?
1: This is the right thing.
0: Uh, if, if there is somebody I want to know, please tweet it in. I would like to know if there's any credible voice, a person with a loud microphone that has said anything. Okay, I'm hearing maybe Jay Billis. We have to look into this.
1: What did it? Yeah, what did he say? I'll look at him.
0: But this is the type type of situation we are dealing with, is that most, if not all, of the major voices in national media are wondering what in the world is really going on right here. It cannot be that Utah canceled this game for solely safety purposes.
1: Right, and there, there are some BYU fans that say, well, why doesn't BYU just get back to Utah and stop scheduling them and some stuff? Because BYU doesn't have the same amount of hubris. Okay, so BYU wants to play the game with Utah. BYU probably needs the game more with Utah in certain ways. If BYU was in a power five and Utah was not, BYU would not need that game as much. Yet, yet, Utah has valued the Pac-12 over BYU, and that is uh, frustrating on the BYU side. Yet, I understand that. But to cancel basketball makes no sense. The football thing, I got But that's over. The basketball makes no sense.
0: Jay Billis responded to a tweet and referenced Duke and North Carolina being in the same conference. He said, BYU and Utah play by choice. I have no problem with Utah's decision. I don't think that the decision to cancel the game is what's under scrutiny. It's the reasoning for canceling the game that has everybody kind of going,
1: huh? Well, and I don't agree with any any cancellation of basketball. Yeah, I don't agree I, with there's that There's no However, reason you can give me where a, I go, oh, it's okay. It's
0: a huge national situation on the college basketball scene because of the reasons given.
1: I'm not sure it's the reason. I'm, I think that it might be that they canceled at all. Probably both. Probably both. No, just mine. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you need to cool down, man. Up next, the Cougar whip around hits. <laughs> BYU
0: Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem, let's whip it.
1: It's time for the Cougar Whiparound. Men's basketball. Utah men's basketball coach Larry Chris Koviak informed Dave Rose yesterday the youths will not play the 2016 contracted game in the Marriott Center. However, tonight, game day. The men's team
0: hosting Santa Clara at 11 Eastern on ESPNU. Listen on BYU radio. It's BYU's second home game in the last 25 days.
1: Women's basketball. The ladies play at Santa Clara 9 Eastern tonight on the W.TV and BYU Radio. Jimmer.
0: J-j-jimmer. Fredette had 24 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds and 3 steals, and a 105-103 loss to the Texas Legends. Matt Carlino plays his first game for the Rio Grande Valley Vipers today at 1 p.m.
1: Cougars in the NFL. ESPN named Ziggy Ansah the MVP of the Lions this season, and Jordan Leslie signed a futures contract with the Falcons. Track and field.
0: The men's team hosting the BYU Indoor Collegiate Invitational today through Saturday. Future guests include Terry Nashiff and Sean Olmstead. Perhaps Terry has an opinion on everything going down about this Utah-BYU rivalry. He played in it a few times for crying out loud. Yes, he
1: did. Yes, he did. And uh, we'll recap the Santa Clara game with him and preview San Francisco. Today's
0: Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And in a gesture of kindness, we are offering it to Larry Krzykowiak.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure why, but we're doing this. Why, heck no. Oh, you don't want the Rise and Shout? Well, too oh, bad. No, no we, get, we give him the Rise and Shout for creating the easiest day on BYU, on Sports, BYU Nation. Sports Nation of Absolutely. All time. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> I also feel very welcome.
0: Thank you for giving us plenty to discuss on today's show. Twitter topic today. We want you to play hashtag this. Create your own hashtag describing Utah's decision to cancel the Hoops rivalry game next year. Let's go to the Twitter machine.
2: We tweet, tweet.
0: At CarterJA92. Hashtag Canary Larry.
1: Canary Larry. <laughs> uh, at the true hacksaw. Protect the children. Stop the Donnie Brooks. Yes. Now that's in reference to uh, an article from the Missoula something or other when uh, Larry Chriskowiak played for Montana, and it said something like, re- you know, the team was in a Donnie Brook. So everyone's like, we need to use Donnie Brook more regularly. At
0: I raise my flag. Hashtag WWK.
1: <laughs> what well, it end up being? <laughs>
0: Our elite tweet of the day from at Twiggy or Stone. <laughs> hashtag hiding on the hill.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, thanks to Ed Lamb, Jeff Goodman, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. The show on demand, you're gonna to want to download this podcast
0: for sure. Great stuff for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Danny Phillips!